2.9% Maria, 2.9% for fourth quarter GDP. This is the first read of this number and that's a little bit uh, better than expected. This okay, let, let me be very clear and respectful to you. You ask me a question. When I answer it, it's the answer to your question. You don't get to determine whether I answer your question or not, okay? In all respect. Thank you. No, no, let's answer her question. You just raised a question. I'm going to be very clear with you. The Intel Committee is different. You know why? Because what happens in the Intel Committee, you don't know. What happens in the Intel Committee, although the secrets are going on in the world, other members of Congress don't know. What did Adam Schiff do as the chairman of the Intel Committee? What Adam Schiff did, use his power as a chairman and lie to the American public. So no, he does not have a right to sit on that. But I will not be like Democrats and play politics with these, where they removed Republicans from committees and all committees. So yes, he can serve on a committee, but he will not serve on Intel. And if you want to talk about Swalwell, let's talk about Swalwell, because you have not had the briefing that I had. I had the briefing and Nancy Pelosi had the briefing from the FBI. The FBI never came before this Congress to tell the leadership of this Congress that Eric Swalwell had a problem with a Chinese spy until he served on Intel. These smears are bringing death threats. He continues to do it, which makes us believe that there's an intent behind it. But we will not be quiet. We're not going away. I think he'll regret giving all three of us more time on our hands. But at the end of the day, our mission now is to restore the credibility and integrity of this institution of which the speaker has so gravely, so gravely smashed and destroyed. The average price of a gallon of gas is now down about $1.60 from last summer's peak, about a 30% decline. So gas prices are now up 33 cents over the past month. Um, the president took credit for the prices coming down. The Strategic Petroleum Reserve, as you mentioned, is no longer releasing. Does the president get credit for the price of gas going up? Well, it's obviously based upon international and climate events. We're looking at investments that, uh, that are fair, that contribute to equitable economic growth. We're looking at climate impacts because every transportation decision in, in the 21st century is a climate decision, whether we recognize it or not. In particular, in dealing with the various issues that are present when we look at the climate crisis, thinking about water policy, uh, diversifying water policy, understanding that we must have the ability to diversify our approach and our and the resources to everything from what we do in terms of uh, conservation to recycling, desalination, and storage of water. And we must therefore understand that the issues that are present in the climate crisis are varied, and it requires us to be present and to be in front of each of the iterations and variations that include extreme weather that produces a lot of water and extreme weather that produces drought. Let's talk about stoves because the big energy story over the last couple of weeks has been uh, my gas stove. I'm a gas stove okay. owner. Can I say that is so ridiculous, that story, because <laughs> okay, it sounds well, like well, the government's coming in to take your stove. That is so not true. That is just not okay. true. And in fairness, the science on this is well established. There's nothing new here about the health risks posed by gas totally, stoves. Totally. And as I did a little poking around, I discovered that the government right now is 
It's a part of, en of energy. You want to electrify your buildings yes. and remove natural gas right. as a fossil right, fuel. Right, right. I mean, people aren't aware that, you know, kids who have asthma, 12% of kids who have asthma are because they were exposed to gas stoves and the, the emissions that gas stoves uh, do, and it's very harmful. But a lot of people love their gas stoves, so nobody's trying to take away. But to provide an option and to provide incentives to consider other forms of stoves, so an induction stove is an electric stove, you know, the only, I, I will answer the question, but here's the deal. You know, what quite frankly bugs me is that we have a serious problem here we're talking about. We're talking about what's going on, and the American people don't quite understand why you don't ask me questions about that. When you found out that the FBI had located even more classified materials in Wilmington, which four-letter word did you use? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Unregulated Podcast. This is episode number 117 here on a crisp Thursday morning, January 26th. I am your co-host, Tom Pyle. And I'm Fred Garvin. Fred? What's up? How was traffic? I'm Calvin Broadus. <laughs> How was traffic coming in today? Traffic was fine. Last oh, good, night good, was not good. so good. So, no. so let me just start off by apologizing to uh, to uh, Mike and to Margaret for missing uh, uh, dinner last night. Unavoidable. Um, and also, I want to point out, while I've got it, do I have the mic here for a second? The mic is yours, sir. I want to point out that I was right about the Jeremy Renner thing, not wrong, as I was convinced. It was actually his own snowplow that did the damage so to that him. So that is the um, re revised story or that's what? what? He, this is a story I heard on the news yesterday, okay. so I'm assuming it's the right one. I also want to um, uh, say goodbye to um, Schiffer and Hayworth Market Research. That was going to be a topic. Okay. We, you know, do we'll... we do it now. Let's do it now. Let's okay. do it now. Um, Mike received an email the other day from a gentle lady named Arlene who said it was a, with a very heavy heart to inform you that Schifrin Hayworth, after 27 years, will be closing. Uh, I want to thank you. You had all the usuals and such. such. Um, um, but it said, even with my amazing and supportive landlord, I just cannot pay for 6,000 square feet doing online groups. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I did want, when you sent that to me, I, I flagged it because I did want to talk about this. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's a bit of a personal thing, right? I've been doing groups at uh, Schiffer and Hayworth for 25, 25 years. They're in suburban Detroit and they're great. They're a great facility. They always have great groups. You know, the secret of the world is the Detroit, Michigan groups are a lot better than Chicago groups. They're smarter. They're quicker. I don't know what it is. Just the way the yeah, world we've is. We've had some, some good And they're trips. fun. We've had and some fun. fun. And here's the other line that got me, which is why. Said, I want to thank all of you for the friendship and education you've given me. I love this industry and have learned so much. I'm leave In leaving, I want to remind all of you how important the body language of in person is yeah and that's what struck me ah so yeah there's, that's there's, the thing that struck me because i've been doing all these online things yeah there's, right? there's no substitute for looking somebody in the eye that's right there just isn't and right? then the group think that happens when everyone's together and that's sort of right it, it, you know it, it um for those who don't know mike is a in addition to the many many things he is including the columnist for our co-host the washington times is a pollster uh, and has done 
I don't know how many years now have you done focus groups and polling? 20. 20 plus. Five, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 and I tell you the truth. I like focus groups. Um, I'm good at them. Because um, I like... You like people. I, I like Well, I like talking to normal people about this stuff. because you're kind of a grumpy, cranky guy. But then when you I get can't in stand... front of these groups, you turn into this like, you know... You know, you connect. It's, it's pretty I, interesting. I can't stand Washington people, but I like most <laughs> Americans. You remember our bus trips, too? We used to yeah. really get charged anytime, any, by the folks. Anytime so. anytime you you deal with normal Americans, yeah. it doesn't matter whether they agree with you politically or not, you're always excited. That's right. It's always great. That's right. And so, the other cool thing is, is that, like, at first it was frustrating. It frustrated the heck out of me. But then I realized that people can say completely inconsistent things sure. in the same sentence and sure. not they don't care. think there's anything nah. wrong with that or unusual about uh, it, right? They can completely contradict themselves sure. within the span of a three-minute conversation, and it's just fine. It's just fine. Yeah, the only yeah, – two things about that. The only people who insist on um, ideological um, consistency are, are dweebs and geeks in this town um, and and <laughs> – Another thing, Henry David Thoreau, and I'm no fan of Thoreau, but he once said, a foolish consistency is the hobgoblin of little minds. Yes. If I had to pick a motto for the United States, it might be that. Because people are just like, yeah, I don't see why I can't have That's everything. That's a really good point. You know, I just, they're just, they I always make that point. We can have low energy prices and yeah. a clean environment. Yeah, they right? just, you know, people. Can do that. It's people, possible. People, people should, should. Should be able to have both, not yeah. have to choose. And I have a sneaking right? suspicion that that is part of the problem in D.C., that that we are always <clears> – we are playing a zero-sum game. Yeah. And out there in America, they're like, I don't think that's the way it's going to go. Right. Right. Like, you know, we'll talk about football later on. Yeah, I got that on the list. doesn't matter who wins the games, guys. Everyone's going to get paid. And everyone's going to enjoy the game. Just like the consultants after an election cycle. And that's just the way it is. <laughs> anyway, sorry. All right, so, so let's so, go so, through the clips. So, first so, of all. so one last thing real okay, quick. Okay, sure. Arlene was top drawer. Nicest lady ever wanted to meet. That facility. Um, I've been there. Yeah, I know you have. You and Lisa have both been there. They, um, If you asked, they would, they would make you a hot fudge sundae. After the group. Nice. <laughs> which is Which doesn't sound like a lot, but dude, after a two-group sequence, it's 10-15, you're like... Oh, man. They give you the hot fudge Sunday. I'm like, dinner, winner. Anyway, sorry. All right. So uh, let's get into let's let's roll through the clips. Uh, GDP numbers are out better than expected. Uh, You know, all signs pointing to potentially maybe not a recession, but still fears about a recession. Sure. Who knows? Right. Right. Where where are we going to where we're going to be? Go where the data takes us. And that's just that. Uh, The other point, uh, Kevin McCarthy. In a press gaggle, which he's doing on a daily basis, unlike our president torched a reporter uh, because she didn't like the answer to his question. <laughs> it was pretty interesting how uh, how aggressive he's being lately, right? I don't, you know, what, what, what's going on with this guy? Like this, this is I'm the ass- new Kevin McCarthy, right? You I'm know, assuming I'm assuming he's looking at it like this. <laughs> he's he's finally got the job he spent 20 years trying to get. Oh yeah, and he's looking at it like. However long as I'm here for, I'm just going to do it. I and don't I'm care. also not like letting these guys that are nipping at my ankles like run a motion That's uh, right. to vacate down on the floor. That's so. right. You know, the other thing is, he he needs a speech coach. He needs to drop that whole thing about an octave. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna actually like if you're gonna and pardon my expression, if you're gonna bitch slap around some reporters, 
It helps if you do it in a baritone, not a tenor. Well, that's uh, just look, baby steps, right? I, One yeah, of the things yeah, I talked yeah, about yeah, last night with our dear friends is I'm going to try this year to follow your advice. Converts, not heretics. And, 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 and do exactly what you just described is point out when people are like, Making progress, sure. Doing the good things, yeah, right? That's right. So maybe who knows? Maybe I'll end up being like a nice guy at some point. You'll be a McCarthy. You'll be a McCarthy. You're gonna be. Oh like, no! You'll be <laughs> I don't know if that's gonna happen. But Tom Pyle. Anyway, so uh, yeah, Swalwell and uh, Schiff uh, Pyle, are McCarthy off in, Intel, and uh, of course Swalwell said, you know, uh, this is just we are gonna fight to restore the integrity of the House of Representatives. That guy. I don't know. Um, I don't have much to say about him other than he's the very best Chinese agent in the United States yeah, House of Representatives. I sh- that's a bit strong. I suppose I should hedge my bets and pr- protect myself against a lawsuit. He's the best guy who slept with a Chinese agent in the U.S. <laughs> House of Representatives. And doesn't think there's any reason why he shouldn't be on the Intelligence Committee. Here's the thing. It, it, you know, apart from any of that, I can forgive him for that, maybe, because I'm sure, you know, Eric is not inundated with offers. Um, it's the fact that he had dinner with Sean Penn. Yes. That's a, that's a non-starter uh, right there. I actually showed that picture last night. That's got to disqualify you so. right away. Secretary Jenny um, is quick to take credit when gas prices go down, although please also note that they are still have not and will uh, – they are still not and have not been lower – than when President Biden took office. But why Why did they go up so fast? What, what, uh, because everybody... What, you, it was international and climate events that that, that created the well, increase she's, she's in running, gas prices. Yeah, I don't understand the climate events. I have no idea what the hell she's <laughs> talking about. There. The international thing is, um, everybody, this is true, but it's going to sound odd, everybody was tracking flights around the Chinese Lunar New Year. Yes, and um, while they were way up. Yeah, as it was as right. an indicator of like how open China was, right. and now that now that we see China's demand is going to be what it is, yeah, prices go up. Let me just let me just do what we always do here. In no way does that um, minimize the role of the Biden administration and their crowd in killing investment in oil and gas space for the last ten years. Yes, I just find it funny that like they're they're. Uh... I've said this before. Quick to take credit when it goes down and then just immediately shift gears when it goes up. I've said this, but be- hey, I've said this before and I'll right. say it again. I want to meet the person in the administration who knows anything about energy. Yeah, that's right. Anything, anybody. Speaking anybody of anybody. which, I, I have a bunch of clips from my our, our mutual friend Amos, but uh, I decided not to, Except not to run them. Thank so. you. I appreciate that. Secretary Jenny also later on in the clips uh, dismissed the notion that they're after our gas stoves, that's just silly. That's just silly. No one's talking about that. Literally. Greens have been talking about it for three years. Literally. Cities in multiple cities 90. in California, New York we have, have not, been banning them. 90 jurisdictions. No new everything. Like, like, no, this is silly. It, this is just silly stuff. Come on. We're not after your stoves. And then, of course, she touted the lie about children. The twelve percent thing. The twelve percent thing. Yeah. So, so, so it's worth. I don't know if we talked about this yes, last we week. Did. did we? Okay. Yes. Okay. So I, I just wanted to just wanted to flag it. Like this is what they do. It's right? their talking like, point now. Yeah. It's yeah. their talking point. It's well, their of course, point. it is true that children not are dying true. from gas stoves. It's a lie. But... It's a complete and utter lie. Okay, Mayor Pete. Every transportation decision is needs to be. Who's that? Viewed. Again? Mayor Pete. Who? Sec. 
Sec Pete. Sec Transpo what Pete. Is, what does he run? Pete. Pete. Does he run what now? Transpo, Transportation Never Secretary heard of the Pete guy. Buttigieg. Every transportation. Every transportation decision is a climate decision. Could explain why no potholes ever like get filled in South Bend, Indiana. Whether we like it or not. The worst mayor in America, and now he's the worst Secretary of Transportation <laughs> He ever. really is. And that's saying that's something. Not like it's a hard job e- to screw up. It's, I was just going to say that. This is, is a job not... that Liz Dole had, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <clears throat> They're after Forrest Kamala explains to us that the importance of adapting to the iterations and variations of climate change and some other stuff that was incomprehensible. Um, well, what we need to do is address the iterations and the variations. Yes, the iterations um, and variations. Unburdened by what has been. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what would help, by the way? If we had a Venn diagram of both the iterations That's and right. the variations, and, then yes, we could know we what, what's left to do. with what has been done and unburdened by what has been. You know, <laughs> Oakland's finest, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, next president of the United States. Vice president, a little agitated about a question about documents. Documents. Those sons of bitches. Documents. Documents. And, of course, Peter Ducey with the score once again, asking the press secretary what four-letter word she used when she found out there was another Uh, true true story. Um, So, Go ahead. I'm done. Those are the clips. That's enough. All right. Uh, Any other announcements? Uh, Yeah, I was right about Jeremy Renner. He did actually hurt himself with his own snowplow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not happy about being right. I'm very sorry he hurt himself. It looked terrible. Um, but I corrected the record unnecessarily, which tells you my research assistants are starting to become. Yes. Well, they're starting to drink on the job. Well, we, have say to that. Be, we have to be. They have to be reliable sources or else we're going to have to. Seriously, this is stuff. ridiculous. You're fact checking your own stuff at a certain point. Yeah. What's the point? So also an announcement, Congressman uh, Staube, Staub, how do you pronounce that? Stubby. Stubby. The guy from Florida heard of yeah, yeah. Stubby. So he he tweeted out uh, he a picture of himself Stubby. recovering. He's blessed to have a great support team and his wife Jennifer, as well as numerous friends and family. Grateful for everyone's prayers, well wishes, as he recovers from a fractured pelvis, a punctured lung, and several torn ligaments in his neck. God wow. bless him and, and wish him a, a speedy that's not recovery because that's, that's not a good. lot that is a lot. a lot of stuff going on there so i'm not sure he'll be voting anytime soon not that that matters in this situation i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to be that guy here but that's a speaking as someone of that age that's like that sounds like a bunch of tough stuff to come back yeah, from man, at that age definitely definitely so uh and also i'd like to uh shout out to lou and give thanks to lou for picking up the tab at bourbon steak the other night had a nice dinner with him and our friend Trisha Curtis, the Petro Nerd. I wasn't invited. And, and Ben as well. So it was a very fun evening. And who? And I question and, and wonder ben. all the time why I'm gaining so much weight. Seriously, it's because you're eating <laughs> so. like a... All right, this day in history, you ready? Sure. Let's start out with, uh, this one interests me, 1500. This is this day in history in 1500. Vasco da Gama founded. Uh, no, you're really close. South America. You're damn close. The first European explorer reaches Brazil. Oh, I'm right on it. 1500. You're pretty close. Not Vasco so, da Gama? Who was it? 
It was Spanish explorer Vicente Yanez Pinzon. I wouldn't have gotten that. Who had commanded the uh, Nina during Columbus's first expedition. But the thing that's interesting about this is he was um, he was sailing on behalf of Portugal. Yeah. And they claimed Brazil. And that is a result of, in the 15... 1494. Uh, the, the Pope... The Pope divided up the Ale- east and the west. Alexander the sixth, right? Yeah. So Portugal got Brazil. That's because the Pope drew, drew the line wrong, right? And Spain got Florida, and clearly Portugal got the better end of the deal because Florida was a bust for every single Spanish explorer who ended up either losing their life or their fortune. In search of gold that didn't exist in Florida. They all became so. Florida men, and that was that. <laughs> exactly. So, All right, the next is 1918. They set up in some, some dump in the northeastern corner. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. Something like St. that. St. Augustine, right? 1918. January 26, This is only because it's, you know, obviously it's, relevant it's, to the situation today in Europe. In 1918, a certain country opted out of the war. Italy opted out of the war. Declared their independence. Who the hell knows? 1918, Ukraine oh. declares its independence. Yikes. Soon after the Bolsheviks control, seize control in immense troubled Russia in 1917, November, and move towards negotiating peace with the Central Powers, the former Russian state of Ukraine declares its total independence. We're never getting those tanks back. <laughs> We're never getting those tanks back. I, I have no idea when this idiocy ends. I know. It's getting a little bit absurd. All right. What else? Is that it for the dates? We got one more. We got two more. <clears throat> I got two, two more. more. Let's have it. Two more. Actually, three. I'm going to roll through Go the ahead. last two. In 1979, January the seminal moment happened in television history. Uh, it was too late for the Happy Days pilot and too late for the MASH pilot. So I'm going to guess it's the Mary Tyler Moore no, show. No, no, close. Why? Not close, actually. Go ahead. What is it? On this day, a television comedy about two good old boy cousins in the rural Just South. Just good old boy. And their souped-up 69 Never Dodge Charger, no known as the General Lee, debuted on CBS. Been in trouble CBS. with the law since the day they was born. <laughs> Making their way. All right, 205, 2005, 2005. Wait, we, I'm not sure I'm done with the Dukes here, yeah, man. man. That was such Daisy a great Duke, show. Daisy Duke, Bo Duke, Luke Duke. Such um, a good show. It was a great the show. The best show. Anybody? And for all you kids who, like, stream... You actually had to like you had this thing called the TV guide. You had to like be ready to watch a show when it aired. Yeah, you and you from for for the most part, people couldn't even tape it back then. Um, uh, everybody who knows the name of the car should reach out to us and tell us the name of Bo and Luke Duke's car. Um, two thousand five. Uh, uh, two thousand five. A historic appointment to a cabinet position. In the Bush, George W. Bush administration. The first person who was not a complete and utter moron in the Bush administration was appointed to a cabinet position. No. No. Uh, Jim Baker announced. No, no, no. I'll I'll get right to it. Get to it. A native of Birmingham, Alabama. A native of Birmingham. Margaret Spellings. The first African-American woman ever to serve in the presidential cabinet. Correct. Well, so those wait, racist... wait, 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 what, to, to what post did she get appointed? To the post of Secretary of State. 
Oh yeah, I forgot about That's that. Right. Okay. Yeah. So those racist Republicans again did a historic first. Yeah, I, I've always been under impressed with Secretary Rice. Yeah, she was a little underwhelming, but yeah, she was better than um, Rex. Wow. <laughs> Set the bar appropriately there. Everybody can stop. All right, over. 2020. This is the last one. This is a little bit tragic, a little bit sad. This is 2020. 2020, January 26, 2020. Yes, that was uh, a gentleman, um, a helicopter carrying a former pro basketball player, Kobe Bryant, his 13 year old daughter, Gianna, and seven others crash in Calabasas, California. Everyone on board dies. So we yeah. lost Kobe on uh, 20 in 2020. Of this on this day, we also so. lost Kasim Soleimani somewhere in there. So, Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Okay, um, I've got a lot of news story. We I, will I, go I through did it. a lot of research uh, this this go around, and the first thing that I want to talk about is first thing I want to impress upon you, Mike, is don't be an idiot. The uh, uh, Senator Hawley introduced legislation. This is from the New York Post. Senator Josh Hawley introduces the Pelosi Act yeah. to ban lawmakers from trading stocks. So, yeah. I, I, <laughs> it also, I think, prevents their uh, spouses from trading stock, too. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I, when this was first, you know, when Eric Cantor first started this trip like 20 years ago, I thought, this is crazy. But the more I learn about it and the more I actually know about what members do, I'm like, this is an absolute necessity. But it needs to be bigger than spouses. It needs to be family members, too. What about staff? Yes. Staff, too? Yes. It, it Look, there are people on both sides, but mostly Republicans, who appeared to have benefited, and I'm only careful here because of the legal concerns, who appeared to have benefited from knowledge about the virus, right, COVID. It's cannibalism. It's ghoulish. Yeah. These people should be shot, but probably the best we can do is make them ashamed of themselves. The The act is officially uh, titled Preventing Elected Leaders from Owning Securities and Investments. Yeah. I guess well I Well done. Pelosi. Good. Good work. Good. We need, um, while we're on the topic... We need to ban Chinese access to our capital markets, ladies and gentlemen. Might as well just make we, that. We will discuss put, that put, put as that in well. There too. We will discuss that. But first, first, breaking news: the first time a sitting president has Sad. chosen to step down from office since Richard Nixon. Yeah. Hot news: Chief of Staff Ron Klain is expected to leave the administration soon. And his replacement will be none other than that man of the people, Jeff Zaints. Okay. I Zients. Think, I think he pronounces it Zients. Zients. But I'm not like sure. Like science. Like science. I think it's Zients. But I'm not sure. Yes. And I don't so, care. Um, he's going to be your new favorite guy. St. Like Albans him. man. He's a St. Albans man. Okay. First off, there's no way that noun should be associated <laughs> with that that thing. He's if, if he went to St. Albans, he can't possibly be a man, just so you know. So apparently he owns a lot of poodles. It goes for... So does he really? Yes, I heard that. To uh, my point. Um, I heard that secret tip the other day. To night, my so. point. Yes. Uh, so Zients, of course, served... Zients served as 
Joe Biden's COVID czar, which should tell you everything he's, you need to know. He's the winter of despair and death yes, guy. Made lots and lots of money uh, in the private sector. Um, Good for him. Selling consulting advisory selling boards. His soul. Let's just say selling advisory his soul. board company and some other thing called CEB. Yeah, the advisory board I'm very familiar with. Yeah. CEB, I have no idea. There's a there's a grocery store in Houston called HEB, which is born cool. in Washington D.C., raised in Kensington, Maryland. So he's a man he's of the people. He's a man of the people. He's from outside the Beltway. Yes, sir. So. Uh, you know, it... clean out zaints zaints science in. You know what? I, I've had my reservations about Ron Klain. Um but at least he is what he is, right? He's a he's a straightforward political hack. Um, you know, this guy Zions, he 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 everybody's trying to convince you he's actually some sort of competent management his, his type manager, dude. Guru, yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. he's just another political hack. The winner of death and despair guy. I think yeah. that's what we're just gonna call him that's from now right. on. That's right. And by the way, <clears throat> by the way, he did a lousy job with, with the vaccine. Speaking of death and despair. And by the way, there weren't vaccines. Uh well, yeah, but Joe Biden said the pandemic's over. So. The pandemic is over. It has nothing to do with the vaccines. Yeah, that's on his watch, though. He, he which, made, by the he, way, he that... took a really bad situation and made it better. Which, no, he took a bad situation, made it worse, and then it got better. That's okay. So it's... speaking of death and despair. <laughs> speaking of death and it despair. It was a really tough week for <laughs> New York football fans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, two different stories. New York stores. Giants. Uh, two different lost. Uh, to the Philadelphia Eagles by a uh, whopping 38 to 7. And I don't think at any point there was ever any glimpse of no. hope in that game. It was. No. I, um, I'm glad they made it as far as they have. I think they're on the way up. However, uh, the other stinging defeat, the Buffalo Bills at home with the weather and the 12th man did not perform well yeah. at all and yeah. lost to the two, the Bengals twenty seven to ten. Let me make two observations about that. Um, the three observations. Observation number one is neither game was close. Um, no. Um, you know, Joe Burrow took that game in Buffalo and just owned it from the opening snap. And by the way, I actually watched it while I was bowling with the family, um, um, which is kind of distracting when you're trying to watch a football game on a TV at the end of the alley. You're just like, <laughs> you just gotta keep... and that's why I didn't bowl well. Um, so it had nothing to do with it. Right, exactly. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the you fact that I'm lousy, I'm lousy in that thing. Um, for the Bills, this is a crushing defeat. Oh, it's huge. Because it this ex- was their year. There are 25 free agents it exposed, on the Buffalo Bills it, it, team. It, it, this, season, this season did something I didn't think it was going to. It kind of exposed Josh Allen. I think he's a great player, but he really missed his coach, right? Brian Dayball is now the head coach over uh, the Giants. He obviously needs some some care. Well, it's interesting because um, his if you look at his numbers this season, yeah. they're virtually identical. It's yeah. just the moments. Yeah, he's well. He's it's the moments, and know, and he's getting to be like Dak Prescott. He just throws interceptions, just just killer moments. Yeah. Just like, but it really does expose um, how good his receivers are too, right? Because they make yeah pretty good, pretty impossible well, catches on a regular on the regular. So, and if you're, I'm nervous. I don't know. I think this was their year, I don't and know I think we're going to go back into another cycle. But I don't know about that. I think he's a. I think he's still. He's got the potential to be a great quarterback. He just needs better coaching. For the New York Football Giants, the year was an unalloyed great thing. 
They won 10 games. They played in a playoff, two playoff games. They won one. They got crushed in one. Probably good long-term that they got crushed in one, right? Gives them the motivation for next year. You see all the problems with the Giants, but you also see all the promise with the Giants. They are literally two receivers, one linebacker, and one offensive lineman away from the Super Bowl. Yeah. You well. can just, you know, you you could just you feel them coming on. It it I mean, I it mean was, that's good. It was that's a crusher. Good for you. For, I see us going, I think I, we're sort of hitting peak here in this cycle, yeah, right? So. I think that's right. I think it, it, they got a couple of years to do something here. Yeah. It's not going to happen. I think the Giants are probably. Two, All right. Two so years here away. we are. We're down to yeah. Bengals, Chiefs. Yeah. Who's going to win? Bengals haven't lost since Halloween. Um, Bengals haven't lost since the end of October. Joe Burrow. Doesn't look like the best quarterback in the country, but Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the country. I say that I, I don't really care about um, any of these guys, but just objectively, he's the best quarterback in the All country. Right, so um, uh, Eagles, Niners. I can't see a world in which this Bengals don't win. Um, yeah, uh, Eagles are tough. I believed. Year. I believed until Sunday that. There was no way the Eagles could beat the 49ers because the 49ers' defense was so good. But the truth of the matter is they gave up a couple of scores to Dallas and should have given up a couple more, but Dak Prescott made bad mistakes. Let me just say this. I literally can't stand anything about this Eagle team. I know. I hate the Eagles. but I don't know a single person who doesn't want Nick Sirianni to like – it's any Philadelphia team, really, I can't stand, but that's... You know what, if somebody had to fall off a roof in Florida, yeah. I would rather be Nick Sirianni than Greg Stubbe. Um, let's put it that way. That's All that said, I can't imagine you're going to go into Philadelphia with a rookie quarterback in his fifth start and win the NFC Championship game. So I'm going to have to pick the Eagles. So Eagles, Bengals, and Bengals win. That's no one's your... going to beat the Bengals. Okay. And now, I will say this, my, uh, uh, my observation about the Bills versus the Bengals, and then I'll shut up. The Bengals have a complete team. The Bills do not. Yeah, and that's, that's right. the difference. I think that's right. The Bills. The Bills need work. They need some work. And I uh, injuries and the whole you know the Mar thing. Everything's uh, there's all kinds of stuff. But they they are not a complete team, and, well, and, it, it, and they need to figure out that. Somebody said one of the one of you know. There's so much talk about football, but somebody said that the Bills are a Big Twelve team. They're set up to win the Big Twelve championship. They only throw. They throw. Yeah. They throw. They throw. Yeah. And you know the the Bengals are. The Bengals are teed up to win the SEC championship, right? They run, they throw, they play defense. It's just the way the world is. Yeah, all right. Okay, so uh, I, this caught my attention, and I wanted to bring it up. I don't know if you were aware of this, but in Iowa, the governor signed a historic school choice bill. Yeah, I think I was vaguely aware of that. Kim we Reynolds, will right? fund students, not systems. This is from Fox News. Co governor Kim Reynolds uh, signed an un- Unprecedented school choice bill called the Students First Act on Tuesday, allowing any st Iowa student to use public money to pay for private school tuition or other expenses for the first time. We will fund students, not systems, yeah. Reynolds said on Twitter. So yeah. I think that's tremendously promising. It's the third state, I think, right? Yes, the third state to pass a school choice measure that expands to every student in the state. Yeah, and we got like, we got another six states ready to pull the trigger on this. I, I just, 
I just don't see how it doesn't sweep the country. We're going to wind up with 40 states here inside Man, of 10 years. Yeah. Crush. Well, I just Teachers don't see. Union, right? You Randy can... Weingarten's got to be shaking in her boots. So I have... Although the blue states are still going to be. No, I think ultimately it's going to come to them to places like Maryland because the parents are just going to be like, look, yeah, sure. You know, drugs on the street and abortion, all that other stuff. We're willing to tolerate, but you can't screw around with our kids. I, I was having this conversation with. Um, I want to be careful here with a lady, with a woman in my family who has children. Um, and we were, <laughs> we were talking about, about possible places to place her children in whom I am very invested. And she said, well, you know, we could always send the kids to the nearest public school. I'm just like under no set of circumstances. I would work five jobs before I let my, my, the children who I care about, wind up in a public school um it's, i'm sorry that's just and i'm not alone i am not alone. yeah i i i don't so we put our kids back in public school yeah but I, know. I don't know how it's gonna work well, out maybe it's right? gonna work out you great know? maybe it's not gonna work out great right. you don't know right? i know you're in a good state yeah so i mean keep in mind these kids would be going to school in central virginia <clears throat> yeah so, anyway all right so uh hats off to iowa and the governor for that i think it's great all right, since you brought it up during the clips, I want to uh, shift gears a little and talk about China. China. Governor Yunkin did a solid. Another solid. Yeah. Here wow. is, this is the Richmond uh, Times, Times. Richmond Times Dispatch, please. Dispatch. At the RTD for every, those of us who live in Commonwealth. Four plan halted by Yunkin would have created 2,500 jobs in the South Side. Of course, that's the spin on the title, but... yeah. Here is what happened in a nutshell. Governor Youngkin decided to halt plans for a $3.5 billion Ford Motor Company battery plant over his concerns about Chinese influence cost one of the poorest areas, this is the, the spin, cost one of the poorest areas a report of 2,500 jobs. Uh, yeah, it, it um, here's the thing. I mean, this is important, and I think it's in the RTD story. Um, it, it really wouldn't have been a Ford plant. No, it would not have. It was a Ford front I'm trying to remember plant. I'm trying right? to remember the name of the Chinese company. It's not BYD. It's somebody else. Um, it, it would have been a front for a communist uh, Chinese company, right? A, a, a company controlled by the entirely by communist China, right? Um, so the company, this the company is you know, Youngkin, I will say two things about it, right? Substantively, it was the right thing to do. Painful thing, right? Pennsylvania County. Um, Pennsylvania County is one of the largest physical counties and physical space in, in the Commonwealth. It borders North Carolina. Um, it is an old um, tobacco and textile um, county, right? One of those 15 counties along the border that's tobacco and textiles. Used to be tobacco and textiles. Um, they need it, but it's a much worse answer. Um, that's the that's the substantive matter. The um, political matter is he's running for president. Well, okay. The Chinese company is called T Contemporary Amperex Technology. Yeah, Amperex. Okay, okay. And for. so, interestingly enough, um, in December of 2022, New York Times featured. This company in an article and discussed all of their ties yeah. to Xinjiang region sure. and the fact that they're literally, literally no labor costs yeah. for this particular plant. Yeah, it's the way it is with slaves. Right? 
So, uh, and of course, his his proponents, uh, his opponents, I should say, are, are trashing him for the decision. I give him a hundred percent, you know, yeah, support for this. This so is exactly what needs to be done. So do I. First of all, for two reasons: Ford is using government money and seek, you know, yeah, getting all this government money to to do this, and all these companies. You have this solar plant in Georgia in MG, MTG's district. Yeah. See, these companies are smart. They're setting up in red states yes. and in red districts to try and blunt their, their criticism. That's right. For the IRA and all the subsidization and yeah. the forced energy transition. Youngkin's not right? having any of it. But he's not the, the only the, one. The great thing, let me just finish. Can I yeah, two please. more points, quick points about Youngkin, right? Um, he's all tangled up with the Carlisle group, obviously. So he needs to be more Catholic than the Pope on this China stuff, because the Carlisle Group has been a financier of communist China for a number of years and is probably up up to and including today, right? So this was a very smart political thing for him to get to everybody's right on China, because everyone talks about China, but he has now done more than anybody else. That is true. Right? So that's um, that's thing one. The other thing that's interesting, and this is an important thing to know, Ford Motor Company's first manufacturing facility outside of the state of Michigan was in the Commonwealth of Virginia. They made trucks in a plant in Norfolk. It closed about 15 years ago, I'm going to guess. There's a lot of residual affection for Ford in the Commonwealth, um, especially down in Tidewater. So this was a... um, this is a risky thing he's trying to do here. This is not. Yeah, a, of course. I mean, is, they they deliberately set up in coal country. Yeah. Right. Like these are all, these are, these people are making these decisions based on politics. Right? Yeah, I mean, sure. Not to say this is a new thing. No, no, no. But but, but the, look, the Chinese and the Chinese and their and their stewards here in the United States, guys like Ford, they're careful. I give Youngkin full credit. I have to be honest with you. I now have to rethink like. I have to rethink him a little bit, a little bit more, because this was bold and brave, and outside his comfort zone. Yeah, I, I dig it. I really and do. It's, uh, it sh- it should be a hopefully a trend, and it is. Um, I'm perfectly happy if Youngkin and DeSantis and Abbott, like this is what their criticism. Oh, they're just trying to outcompete each other for that's okay. Who can hate China the most? That's right? okay. So here's Governor DeSantis. So one of the the challenges in Florida, so many people have moved here that real estate prices have gotten really high. <laughs> Foreign countries trying to specifically buying up more real estate doesn't help any American. This is happening in other states as well. What is your idea for dealing with this? We want no CCP land purchases. And obviously, they're not going to do it directly. They will have shell companies. Right. So we're going to have to have a system in place to scrutinize this. But why would we want them buying farmland? They had very little farmland in the United States even 10 years ago. Now they have significant holdings, not as much in Florida, but you do have it in other parts of the country. Why would we want the CCP to own land near a military base or own critical infrastructure? So we're looking for a flat ban. And so we're going to work with the Florida legislature to get that done. Tucker, American policymakers for a generation have been empowering the CCP they said it would end up working out. China would become a democracy. In fact, uh, this is a very serious threat to our country. Yeah, these, these are all these are all good developments. Absolutely, and the only bipartisan votes in the Hill so far have been China. Yeah, I was going to say everybody related, got right? everybody had all tangled up because sixty-five yeah. Democrats voted against creating the Select Committee. I'm like, yeah, 
but 140 right. voted for establishing the thing. Focus on the positive, ladies and gentlemen. Focus on the positive. All right, so we're, we're winning. We're winning on this. A little bit of a little bit of energy news. I got sort of a, a lightning round here. Yes, uh, haven't talked about wind in a while. Not doing so good these days. Big wind. It's the winter time. What do you What do you got in mind? Yeah, here's doing? one from Bloomberg. This was dated January 20. Siemens Energy's troubles mount on wind turbine flaws. Gamesa unit cites high failure rate in some components. Aggregate net losses to rise to. Four billion dollars in the past four years. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Can I can I can I add on to that? Real you quick? may. Yeah. The other interesting thing that's going on in in wind circles is. Oh, I got oh, more wind, but keep going. I'm sure I'm. Do you have anything on offshore? Go. Uh, the uh, the interesting thing that's going on in offshore is everybody is trying to renegotiate their the prices they got. Um, eventually, I'm going to get off my lazy rear end and write a story about this um every, everybody has concluded i can't make money at 35 cents at taking it off at 35 cents which is about triple what the average price of electricity is now i'm going to need you to pay me like 60 cents or 65 cents i'm going to need you to pay me 5x um, before i do it and state regulators are as you might imagine even state regulators in new england are like are you guys kidding me? Is this some kind of sick joke? I can't take, I can't off take it 60 cents. So, um, so companies are just like, yeah, uh, you know, we're just going to renegotiate. It's not going to happen. I'm very interested in how this story turns out. Um, I'm, but keep in mind, I haven't installed a single thing yet. Yeah. And, and, and it's and, not like the government's putting up any impediments to them getting that's it right. done. I mean, I mean they're, they're, trying to they, they're like, waving, you know, everything it's, under the sun. Yeah, and, they're it, giving them all preferential and, treatment. And, and, I'm a, and and they're still having trouble. Gee, yeah. I wonder why. Because it's maybe it's called simple economics. I yeah, don't know. And I'm assuming we're going to get to the other problem here shortly. All right. So uh, this is from the Washington Post. Is this the other not, problem? Not the Daily Caller and not Fox News. Dead whales and tough economics bedevil Biden's massive Wind energy push. Yeah, what do we got now? Seven, Strandings eight. in the Atlantic, supply chain woes, and fossil fuel allies create tough headwinds in the race <laughs> to install thousands of enormous offshore wind turbines. That's it. It's fossil fuel allies is what is the yeah. real problem with that, that. Those dead whales, man. The the school bus sized humpback whale that washed ashore on Narrow Beach in Brigantine, New Jersey, yeah, this Brigantine. month weighed in at twelve tons and took a heavy emotional toll. On coastal towns, helplessly witnessing a spate of yeah, such deaths, we, we got like we got like seven. Humpback was one of nine. Nine, we're up to nine now. Large whales to get stranded over six weeks on or near beaches in the northeast. Yeah, the here's the thing, right? The right whales, I, the the northern right whales, right, are are um, some of the dumbest animals on the planet. They they will they will um, swim into boats. Um, they will wind up killing themselves. Th this is a fairly well-known thing. Um, there's, yeah, but they're the ones. We can't have oil and development off our shores. It's it's destroying. It's going to destroy our beaches, and it's going to kill a, the whales and I'm, everything else. I'll make a prediction to you right now. I'll bet you within a year, the Biden administration is going to um, form up what they call a uh, – what is it? You call it the God Committee? The God Squad? 
it's a committee. It's a lot of the ESA deal. The ESA yeah. deal, yeah, that allows you to basically That's say, right. you know what, we're going to let this, we're going to let this animal, this poor animal, go extinct. Yeah, it's when, too important. In, yeah. Right, Everything, exactly. The other stuff is too important. We're, they're going to convene that to get rid of the northern right whale. And you know, the funny thing is, National Marine Fisheries, who has tormented, by the way, tormented um, LNG and other developers for years and years and years, is going to be a big fan of that. I'll bet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. National Marine Fisheries is like, I don't know. I can't say it. I can't say it because they might hear it. So quickly, the administration set a goal for 30 gigawatts of new power from offshore wind by 2030. That is about 3% of what the country needs to get to 80% clean electricity by that time. The industry paid more than $5 billion to the federal government for the right to build off the coast, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Let's see. But things have been slow going. There are only seven working offshore wind turbines in the United States at the moment. In Europe, there are more than 5,000. Yeah. Uh, as we build out this industry, there are going to be bumps in the road, said Elizabeth Klein, the newly installed director of the Bureau of Ocean Energy Management. No, she really is newly installed. That's like a, that's like as of like yeah, a week or two ago. Bad, bad, yeah. bad news, too. We could devote some time to that. But anyhow, uh, same old story with these offshore wind wind guys yeah i don't know see eventually eventually we're gonna have you know we can't have too many more dead whales before normal people sort of notice it or like hey what the hell's going on over there it's clean it's free it's it's pristine it's killing whales and it's what the funny thing is we talk about birds we may be talking we may be spent the last 10 years talking about the wrong thing all right uh one more on wind yes this is from the uh the inforum uh publication out of minnesota Despite recycling efforts, many older wind turbine blades still end up in landfills. It's a problem the wind industry is grappling with as more turbines reach retirement. So this is actually from the Star Tribune, so it was republished. Wait, wait until they wait until they see the solar panels and the batteries start showing up. The new Northern Wind project came online last month with bigger turbines that produce thirty-two percent more electricity than the old facility. The new turbines scoop up so much more wind that uh, Elite, which is the company, needed to erect only 37. There's only one snag. Most of the blades from those 65 old turbines were cut in chunks and are now interred in a Minnesota landfill. Yeah. Like I said, you don't like the turbines are the cleanest of the stream that's coming to you, man. Oh, yeah. Good luck. All right, I have a couple more energy-related uh, things. One, you know, I'm always excited to get in trouble with my various friends and neighbors. Here man. is an update. Uh, this was actually I found this this morning on Fox Business. Thanks. Toyota President Akio Toyoda, yeah. Toyota, Toyota, who knows Toyota, to step up aside to step aside in leadership shakeup. Hmm. Koji Sato is set to become TMC's new president and CEO. In a statement, the company said. Well, uh, Toyota will resign from his post as chairman of the board and will be appointed, uh, blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to give it my all, said Sato. So interestingly enough, this comes about, what, two weeks? A month, yeah. Or so, month after his comments about the silent majority in the auto industry <laughs> who are are, yeah. are so, not not being forthright about the, the problems with electric vehicles. So, so I don't know if they're related. I just, I, I bring sure it to our related. listeners' so, attention. So the interesting thing is, the interesting thing is Kia, the guy who's running Kia, 
or the senior vice president, executive vice president, whatever, Kia, um, said that they weren't going to be able to make as many electric cars as they made gas gasoline cars, right? That essentially, and he made the case, he says, essentially, you're going to wind up with fewer cars. So people, some people are just not going to be able to drive. This is like a week ago. I'll try. Which is really thing. what they want, right? Of course, right? but 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 they want people but, off the but the interesting out of the thing vehicles is, in the not first only did this place. guy say it, but at the same time, like the University of California at Santa Barbara or something did a study on it that showed exactly the same thing. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to write a column about this. Might be an editorial, um, but we're going to put this in print here in the next 15 days. Sorry, I just I, it was it was very interesting to me that people said that in the wake of the Toyota guy. And now he's getting, well, moved over, I guess, yes. is the way to say it. Anyway, yes. go ahead. Yes. Okay, I got one from the Wall Street Journal. I said this was lightning round. You ready? Yep. January 25th, Joe Manchin to introduce Bill to delay <laughs> EV tax credits. <laughs> <laughs> Provision of Inflation Reduction Act is stalled by discord over rollout. Manchin said he would introduce legislation Wednesday that delays implementation of new tax credits for electric vehicles amid disagreements with the Treasury Department over how to implement the That's, program. Uh, okay. <laughs> you want to read some more? You want me to say something? Go ahead. I'll, yeah. find, the, I'll find another yeah, nugget. Here, here, here's the important thing to know about this. Um, Senator Manchin can't read. His reading comprehension is not good. Um, because the deal that he made, the language that he put together in the Inflation Reduction Act does not apply to leased vehicles and only applies to purchased vehicles. So the Treasury Department simply regurgitated that back to him in their guidance um, on domestic content, right? And he was apparently just pissed off. I'm like, hey, dumb dumb. The language in the statute's clear as a bell. If you had had anybody read it who knew anything, and that doesn't include you, apparently. They would have been able to pick that out right away. So the senator is now engaging in a little cleanup on aisle three. Yes. Um, it's the Treasury Department's fault. Hey, look, I despise the, the Biden administration as much as the next guy on this stuff. But you got to be kidding me. Treasury Department's just doing their jobs, calling it down right down the middle of the fairway. You said leased vehicles are in? Leased vehicles are in. It's explicit in the statute. Here's the interesting thing about this. I have no idea where he's going to put this thing. Well, he's he going to put it anywhere. He could no, put, there's no support for it. Well, he, that's what I'm saying. He's he, not going to get any support he'll get 50, for it. He'll get 50 votes for it. He'll get, the, he'll get, he'll get some Republicans. He'll get the maybe. Republicans in the Senate. He's going to have to Or not, because they don't like him anymore either. He's going, right to have to put in, he's going to have to put it in the debt ceiling and or the appropriations thing at the end of the year. That's well, the only way it's going to go. Oh, no, he tried to NDAA with his yeah. fake permitting reform. Yeah, that's the only so. way it's going to go. I was going to say, he's maybe he should staple this onto permitting reform and see how that goes. <laughs> It's anyway. it's it's so. Mr. I, Manchin has been critical of the stance of the Treasury Department. I'm telling the you, the IRA is first and foremost an energy security bill, and the EV credits were designed to grow domestic manufacturing and reduce our reliance on foreign supply chains. The EV, the 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 Inflation Act, as our the inflation the Inflation Act, as the president has so rarely called it. Um, the Inflation Act, as the president called it, is what it is. The text is what it is. You negotiated it. Your idea. You wrote it. Probably one of your damn people wrote the thing. So it ain't Treasury. 
it's you. And I'm uh, very sorry. I'm very sorry, Senator. And I have. Hold on for a second. I gotta. I gotta find out where he went to school. I gotta find out who. who okay, who, you do that. Where where his, I, while you're looking, I'm gonna. Where uh, his reading I, comprehension. I've got one more on energy. This is our vice president explaining to us. Hold on for a second. This just in. Um, Senator Manchin took uh, five years to get through the uh, West Virginia University. Apparently, none of those were in reading. None of those years were spent in reading well, comprehension. Did he have better grades than Biden, though? Probably, but Biden got all his A's, right? You know what? I, I'm just okay, I'm look. so I'm so I'm so over this guy. I'm so sick of him. I'm like, it's really interesting because even last year we were talking about like, whoa, like Mansion, whoa, like this is like the whole like. He's know, a genius and he's playing he, everybody. No, he he's just kind of just, he's kind of bumbling through it, right? The the fact that he can't just say, hey, I screwed up. I can't, I screwed up. I need a correction. You know, if he had just said that, you'd be like, okay. But no, he's like, it's Treasury's fault. No, it isn't. All right, Kamala Harris explains electricity. This should be great. Today, America has more than half a million miles of transmission lines, enough to wrap around the globe 24 times. These lines connect the power plants where electricity is created to homes and businesses and schools and hospitals across our nation. Think about it. Every time you turn on a light or charge your laptop or plug in your air conditioner or put leftovers in the fridge, you rely on the power delivered by our nation's network of transmission lines. That's actually pretty good. I, I, <laughs> I wish Fact I, check false. What? However... Why? The uh, amount of electric uh, transmission in this country is 160,000. It's actually closer to 200,000. But I'll tell you what so. she I tell you what she 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 counted in too. She counted in all the distribution lines to houses and stuff. Uh-huh. That doesn't get it's usually T&D. She just cut out the right. she, she she added the T&D <laughs> together. I will say this. I would love and I mean this, I would love if our guys who do energy on the hill would, we'll break it down like we do that every once in a while. Okay, that's true. Every time you do something, there is a trillion dollar machine that makes sure that electricity is there when you need it. Now I get it. You know, our vice president is a bit of a simpleton, but you know what? Venn diagram. We can do a Venn diagram. We can show sometimes people the do, intersection you, okay, between. Okay. Let's bring this back full circle. At the top of this podcast, you and I were talking about focus groups. How many focus groups have you sat in where people had no clue how electricity, where it came from, where it I, went to, I, or how okay, it Okay, fine, fine. We Okay, we're going to give her that one then. I just thought it was... No, I get funny. it. We're all smart people. So we are, you know, I, I tell you this so. much. She, she her, her administration or Ron Klain's administration, somebody's administration just took down Senator Manchin's pants in public, so... Can't be too dumb. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I am. I'm, that's all I got. Uh, it was en- heavy energy, but we haven't done a lot of energy. Um, wait a minute, you didn't. In a while. You didn't pick the NFL picks. Um, oh, oh yeah, I'm gonna go with. Um, I just okay. Let's for a fresher. I, I, I picked the Bengals and the Eagles, and the Bengals to win it all. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take the Niners. I and hope you're I'm right. I'm going to take the Bengals, and I think the Bengals is their year. I think they're going to win. I hope you're right on all that so. stuff. I would like the Niners to knock off the Eagles. Sorry. They could be that team that, like, you know. The Bengals, you mean? The Niners. They could be. They could knock off the Eagles, I think. It it depends. You know, obviously it depends, but. It, it um, 
I'll tell you where the game's going to get played. If the Eagles, if the 49ers defensive line takes over the game like they can, they can beat the Eagles. If they don't, the Eagles are going to put yeah, up 35 exactly. points. All right, I am. that's a wrap for me. Do you have anything else? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say happy birthday to my brother, which is his birthday is January 31st. So we're going to do another one after, you know, we're not going to do another one before that birthday. So happy birthday to my little brother, Tom, who is uh, turning. Uh, Good name. Thomas, yes. Good name. Who's turning 59, I believe. Yes, 59, 1964. He was born in 1964. You know where he was born? I think he was born in Buffalo. I think he was the kid born in Buffalo. Well, there you go. So Tom, Tom born in Buffalo. Buffalo. Tom from Buffalo. Very good. I like it very much. All right. Well, that is this week's Unregulated Podcast. We'll be back together again soon. Hope you all have a wonderful week. And a great weekend. Let's close out with a little bit of Waylon Jennings. Just a good old boy. Ah. Never needed no harm. Great, great show. Great people. Just so good. But the law never will <laughs> Making their way The only way they know how <laughs> That's just a little bit more Than the law will allow <laughs> <laughs> Namaste Peace out ladies and gentlemen